All is well, got is good, losing swell, cute Justin went Hollywood So could you tell, tells that even fall short of becoming tough Now there's nothing left but a you Submerged between these walls The art of missing cars, unstable canvas used to draw A pun, no run, nah, less of a jog But still got the nerve to speak of all How about you spare a lung? Too late you blow the ass when damage done When the fuck you turn this numb? Perhaps it relapses, ideal before violence collapse oh, yeah, Fuck I think is I you thinking more attached And 90 okay, bitches no, you okay. clap You bring a new queen <laughs> in the slap Or should I give you something? Alright, um, welcome to the BG Podcast This is Zay and I am sitting here with as always we hope this episode finds you in a good time um if you haven't already like and subscribe to whatever dsp you're using every one of those subscriptions helps us grow gets closer to the dream and it helps us out we appreciate it um so we have a very special episode for the first time in a long time we actually have a guest we're not bullshitting anymore we actually are talking to people again um you may have heard this uh this this artist he was featured on a few of our past episodes. Uh, he recently dropped Valley Chronicles. Uh, it was a five-track EP back in August, right? That was August? Yeah, volume back in one. August. All right. Volume one. And uh, we finally got a chance to sit down and talk to him. It's a very talented artist out of Tennessee. Give a round of applause, the fake applause, <laughs> all that stuff. Give it up for... <laughs> Give it up for uh, the homie Qualls, man. Hello, uh, how, you doing, how are man? you? I'm doing good. I'm blessed. I'm I'm up on this good Sunday. Slightly tired. Yes. <laughs> um, got off from work maybe like an hour and a half ago. Um, but we here. We blessed. Um, we breathing. We COVID less. Yeah, okay. We are, you know, feeling good and we are positive. Yes. Yes, sir. Um, yeah. Thanks for coming on, man. For real, we yes, appreciate thank it, man. You. Yeah, I appreciate you all having me and. Oh my goodness, a podcast in Philly. If anybody knows anything about me, I love Philly. And uh, on top of me loving Philly, I love the Sixers. Nice. <laughs> oh, really? You a Sixers fan? Oh, super fan. Yes, love the Sixers. Have you been to Philly? Never been to Philly. Unfortunately, okay. when my yeah, when my uncle went, he he didn't take me with me. Take me with him. So uh, uh-huh. that was a part of the plan, kind of last year or not last year, this year before COVID hit was to hopefully go out there and catch a Sixers game but uh that didn't happen oh, but that's nice. okay that's okay I'm gonna get out there soon word nice. so how how the Memphis fans out there feel about you being a, a Sixers fan oh man man I catch heat especially after the uh the failed last season the failed experiment with old, with Big Al um uh-huh. I'm not gonna call him watched because um you know they did him Al and uh I think it's his wife or his sister. I don't remember who it is. They catching a lot of heat. They didn't call a lot of heat. Um, <laughs> unrightfully so, you know. Maybe it was just a bad systematic fit with Brett Brown. Um, but I don't want to get too into that. My bad. I can I can I can get into <laughs> nah, it. Nah, it's fine. See, see, that's the thing. If Brett wasn't here, me and you could go for days. days. We could go for days <laughs> on the NBA <laughs> shit. Don't mind me. <laughs> <laughs> go take a walk, Brett. Nah, let me stop. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> all right um so a little background uh i want to say it might have been the beginning of 2019 Britt and i went to a show in philadelphia and it was hosted by rugrat uh-huh. and shout out to rugrat i think it was rugrat show i'm not sure yeah i'm just like was that 2019 or 2018 good lord i don't even know it's been so long um so it was a showcase for various artists and we're always looking to feature new music so we try to get out as much as possible and just get our faces shown so um Uh sometime after that gavin reached out to us and wanted uh 
to get some of his artists on the pod. And ever since then, we've been in contact. And it's funny because up until this point, I've never even seen y'all faces. Like, <laughs> I mean, I've seen you on Instagram, <laughs> obviously, but we never really had a conversation, just DMs here and there. But uh-huh. I think that's like the beauty of social media and networking because like, mm-hmm. you can build this like rapport and you don't have to invest like the traditional time and energy. And it's like beneficial, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like, you know, we're all in different locations. I'm in Philly, Zay's in New Jersey, you're in Tennessee. Um, so who knows if we ever would have been able to link like this anyway. Anyways. So it is awesome. Um, now, so you are born and raised from in Tennessee, right? Chattanooga, okay. Tennessee. So yes, yes. Chattanooga. How do you say it? Chattanooga. Chattanooga, Tennessee. The fault. Yes. Chattanooga. Okay. Four, two, sure three. Right. Yes. All right, so um, so you've lived there your whole life. Have you mm-hmm. ever like lived any other like cities, or has always been Chattanooga? So I'm currently in Murfreesboro. Um, I left Chattanooga 2016 when I graduated from high school, and uh, I started attending Middle Tennessee State University, M- MTSU. Um, shout out, shout out to MT. Um, beautiful university, beautiful people there, wonderful um musicians, uh, professors who are in the industry that have been in the industry that are so um helpful um and and generous to put us us the students who are in like the recording industry program uh up on game on what's really going on in the industry you know so that was your major that was my major commercial songwriting uh in the recording industry program uh yeah and i was i was blessed with the opportunity to uh meet some wonderful individuals wonderful professors and uh yeah so do you have any siblings <laughs> whoa so I, I, I love that question i've never ever uh been asked that question on the interview before actually i have six okay six okay. siblings six two brothers four sisters shout out to all of them shout out to all of awesome. them awesome so where do you fit are you in the middle are you oldest youngest i'm the middle middle child okay shout <laughs> out to the middle child shout yeah. out to the middle child shout out to the middle t- <laughs> That's yes, wonderful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. All right. So when we think of Tennessee artists, of course, you know, mm-hmm. well, first thing comes to my mind is three six, you know, <laughs> eight yeah. ball, MJG, mm-hmm. so <laughs> Project Pat, all them. Oh, so no. um, you know <laughs> <laughs> like I don't I don't I don't know much about the scene down there. Uh-huh. At the moment or just like in general? You want to talk about just the, in general. Just in general. Yeah, like I know we're I mean, we from up north, like, so you know, of mm. course southern rap is like, you know, they've made their mark, absolutely. Okay. But yeah, especially like now, now. You know what I mean? Um, what would you say is like more of the landscape? Yo, so it is okay, let me put you up on game. So from I'm from chat. Um chat we have so much talent down there in chat and I'm gonna work my way up to MT Nashville and Murfreesboro because um mm-hmm. geographically we are um what's that southeast on if you're looking at Tennessee Chattanooga and then like uh middle Tennessee area involves like Murfreesboro Smyrna Antioch uh Nashville so like let me start with Chattanooga we have so many talented individuals in Chattanooga it is it's criminal how many people, you know, uh, get overlooked and have been overlooked. And that's why often some of these artists move and go down to Atlanta. You know, Usher was born and raised in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Most people don't know that. Mm, wow. Yeah, Usher. Nope. We have Isaiah Rashad is born and raised in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Uh, he mm. shows love. He comes back. Um, shout out to Isaiah. Uh, to say. Um, let me think. Uh, YG Tut. 
uh, chat. Um, so many isn't, talented. Uh, isn't Yo Gotti out there too? Wasn't Yo Gotti from uh, Tennessee as well? Yo Gotti was what? It was yeah, M Town. Yeah, I, I knew I wasn't tripping. I knew I wasn't tripping. I was like, yeah, that's Memphis. <laughs> yeah, but not Chad. That's Memphis. That's, that's more on the on on the west. But um, okay. yeah, Memphis. Oh God, the list goes on and on for Memphis mm-hmm. and what they currently doing with the wave right now and how supportive they are uh, of each other to 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 put each other on um and the love there um is beautiful to see and uh they really put a stamp on rap and 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 the culture in general um as of right now and then you work your way up to like nashville and um nashville has so many talented uh individuals of course uh but the urban scene is is currently growing and at a rapid rate that um I don't want to say I've never seen before because I've only been up here for like four years. But it's beautiful because from what I've heard from individuals that have been here for like five, 10, 15 years, you know, they saying, you know, they've never seen such growth. Um, and I can name drop a few artists who are like really leading that. And that is, mm-hmm. um, you know, your Brian Browns, your Tim Gents, your Chuck Indigos, your... Um, Deja McBride's, you know, all these artists putting on for Nashville, Tennessee in general and just leading that movement. So um, I think here within the next few years, you really finna see Tennessee make some noise, some real noise. Nice. That's what's up. Um, And shout out one more time. I mean, not one more time. Uh, One second. I'm so sorry. Nah, we we talk about uh you know hip hop so much and we often mention all the artists but I would also like to give a uh, shine light to all the producers and engineers as well because without <laughs> listen without these engineers you know they can make or break your song shout out to Mix by Coleman he got his mm-hmm. hand in everything that's going in going on major in Tennessee right now Mix by Coleman he is freaking amazing uh producers just putting on right now in Chattanooga uh you got your A.B. Eastwood, um, you got, shoot, Chuck himself, he produces. Chuck Chuck produces a lot. Um, Does he really? Yes. Okay. He's amazing. And then um, down in Chattanooga, my personal producer at the moment, Reese. And then um, uh, the individuals who have came to Tennessee uh, to for whatever um length or period of time such as like a clint ford who's currently down in atlanta he's from atlanta but he went to mtsu and uh he came up here and made several connections and uh i was blessed to be around him so shout out to clint ford as well uh your street symphonies uh it's so many individuals just within the creative uh community who are doing great wonderful things now so yeah shout out 10 the 10 we we finna make some noise so it's safe to say that tennessee is 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 pretty booming right now yes we definitely on the come up definitely on the come up i love that thorough answer thank you yeah for real thank you oh no problem Uh uh-huh I'm definitely going to revisit this and write down all the names you just said so I can check them out for myself. Yes, check them out. We always looking for Mm -hmm. it. All right, so Power Entertainment. All right. Mm -hmm. How did that affiliation come about? How did you get there? Like, give us us the scoop. Great, great question. So shout out Power. Shout out uh, Kadeem. Shout out Gavin. Um, So that Power, Power and Quaz came to be, I want to say... We are in 2020. I want to say towards the later end of 2019, um, after I released All Is Well, 
uh, the project they released before Valley Chronicles. Um, I'm trying to think. So post all as well, I had a few uh, articles and just, you know, um, placements. And one of those uh, was with a nonprofit organization called Music Neighbors. Um, I don't know if you've seen on my page on YouTube or whatever else. Um, <clears throat> but this connection with Music Neighbors opened up a whole lot of doors um, and some that most people never, ever know. But um, I had a uh, live performance with them that I posted on Instagram. It looks like a almost like a tiny desk. And I had, uh, you know, some live. I saw that one. I saw that uh, one. I yeah, checked it out. Yeah, it was a whole vibe. I had live musicians um, play with me and I played tracks off of all as well. But uh, to go along with that, I also had like a write up on the Music Neighbors website. And um, one of the people who were involved was that, uh, with that was uh, Gavin, Gavin Holter. Um, and that was my that wasn't my first time meeting Gavin, but that was my first time, you know, sitting down, having a one on one about, you know, some music shit. And he interviewed me. Um, and um, after that, after the interview was over, uh, we had like a quick little chat and uh, he put me aside. He was like, um, yo, you know, I, you know, love your music. I love what you're doing. And, um, you know, I see real promise. I see the work ethic. I see the vision and uh, um all of that and uh he was like if you ever what did he say i'm trying to remember it, it it feels like so long ago um something along the lines of uh you know if you would like to join or would ever be open to having management you know he's, he told me it's not for everybody and um but just let him know if i'm ever open to that and uh i i sat on that and i let it marinate um and i eventually hit him back probably a few weeks later and then maybe a month later after that, we had another sit down and uh, it was up in Nashville and we went over everything uh, such as like what life would be like or like, you know, music would be like for me uh, post uh, joining the team, the power entertainment team. And um, he opened my eyes to a lot of things in that one little sit down that I had never thought about before. And um, a few things that. um I never would have thought was imaginable uh, at the time. And uh, from there, the rest is history. I joined Power. Um, and then the first project released with them had, was Valley Chronicles. Um, and then before that, multiple shows that we've done. Um, and then just building that um, camaraderie and um, just relationships within like the label itself with with the CEO like Kadeem and then like um uh producers on the team like Bernie and um all the other artists as well. It's been a beautiful uh past few six, seven, eight, nine months just being with them and being able to uh plan the future. And um yeah, it's been it's been beautiful. That that's what's up. So it seems like you're in good hands. Oh, um, very, very yeah, good. Yeah, I was gonna hands. say definitely good that you <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> From the outside looking in, like um, we haven't been able to check out every artist, but mm -hmm. from what we've heard between yourself, obviously, um, Jordan, uh, yours mm -hmm. truly, Jai, um, Rana Bassi, uh -huh. Chuck Indigo. Um, mm -hmm. I got to say, I've been bumping to Chuck Indigo since he dropped. That fucking album is really dope. Mm -hmm. But I got to say, like the roster y'all have over there is strong as hell. 
There is a lot of talent over there. And for anybody or for any one of y'all to be people's first introduction of what Power Entertainment got to offer, what Tennessee has to offer, y'all setting the bar very, very high, sir. Very high. And I mean that. I mean that. So it's really dope. Mm, We love love. what we're hearing from down there. And I get people that reach out to me a lot. Just various, various people. So, I mean, y'all doing the damn thing out there, man. I'm very impressed. Um, Humbled that you came on here. And uh, we love the music, man. I'm humbled to be music. here, and I'm I'm really appreciative. Of course. So, Qualls, I'll say a few of my favorite songs of yours. Okay. So, I like Shades, Lineage, 7 a.m., <laughs> Nani, Yo. Sunday Morning, Hereditary, uh, Doll in a Grip, of course. That's um, my shit. And I love Dial the grip, flow on um, August 22 or 822. Yes. So, I was reading, and which is also your birthday, correct? Yes. Look at, yes. Okay. <laughs> We're nosy. We're nosy. So, <laughs> homework. You're doing your homework. I love so, it. So um, I was reading. You said what? I said you're doing your homework. I love it. I love it. Got to. Oh, yeah, got, got to. to. <laughs> right, so I was reading an article out of uh, Voyage ATL. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned that you studied hip hop a long time before actually recording it. Uh, you had a book of rhymes that all rappers have, but you didn't start actually rapping until college um and i noticed that you have a lot of like spoken word elements mm-hmm. to your music so did you ever like dabble into like performing in any of like poetry shows <laughs> um or did you just take that straight into like making music so um i started off of course like i said like um uh, um with just pure lyrics hip-hop lyrics and <clears throat> mm-hmm. i um reached a point not too far into that um, where I just realized, came to the realization that, um, you know, these are just words. Um, even though I love words, I love bending them. I love making them rhyme and, and piecing them together. I knew that um, to have a true impact and to truly reach out to people and have the music that is so near and dear to my heart, have my music feel the same to like anybody that's listening, um, I would need to uh, make it much more than, you know, just these words that I'm putting together. So I took time off to study, you know, poetry and uh, really become a poet, you know, more than just a, a lyricist, a rapper, a, a, a wordsmith. You know, I wanted to be a true poet. Um, I thought about, you know, entering like a poetry show, a poetry contest, but I just never at the time back then felt like I was good enough to do that. Um, I felt like it was something that was, you know, I guess more so attached to the music side of things rather than like you know uh the blood the butterfly flies through the room and i <laughs> and i uh look over and see a broom <laughs> i don't know some shit like <laughs> i don't know i don't <laughs> and then and then like i took also like a poetry class at mtsu and then just seeing like what I don't want to say what real poetry is not to say that I'm not doing real poetry because it's that that stuff is subjective like music is subjective right so subjective mm. but just to see you know the the uh object objective side of that and how different it truly is when it comes to um some of the um I don't know just the I don't know, just stepping into their world, the world of an actual poet, because the professor was an actual poet who had these books published by uh, publishing companies. And he was, you know, consumed by poetry like I am with music and just just stepping into those shoes and seeing what it really is uh, was kind of intimidating. And it was eye opening as well, because I grew 
um, as a writer um, in that class. But to answer your question, I'm sorry, I kind of went off. Um, no, I haven't nah, been in any. <laughs> we love that. Keep going. <laughs> I haven't been in any uh, poetry uh, shows or anything like that. But maybe, maybe one day. I don't know. <laughs> I could totally see you doing that. Mm-hmm. All right. So, like, as far as your creative process, I mm-hmm. would assume that you have your lyrics first and then you <laughs> search for the tracks or like you say you have your producer like me i just hear the music first i don't hear any words mm. so like i'm <laughs> opposite end i'm trying to get better with listening to lyrics i listen to your lyrics just so you know okay i appreciate <laughs> that. but um yeah what is your process so um do, does it vary or do you always have the lyrics first What's crazy is it, it shifted over time. It started as a thing uh, where it was definitely all lyrics first. It was hardcore, all lyrics first. And then it was, I was so stuck on that to the point where it was just like, I write something and it'll be like, I'm gonna find, I'm gonna find, I'm, uh, I'm can't even speak. I'm gonna find yeah. a beat for this or that, you know? Mm-hmm. And then right. once I found the beat for it and certain elements, you know, didn't fit in the pocket like they should, I would just like go in and edit from there. But, um, I don't know. I guess I was then so afraid of something not working. And I just had this conversation with somebody and I don't remember who it was, but we was just we were uh, talking about the same thing right here. And I told him that now, you know, I'm so open to mistakes uh, in different avenues um, because then I wanted everything to be so perfect. And uh, that's what led to me writing everything out before I even, you know, selected a track because I had this this set uh vision of how I wanted things to go but as uh time went on I understood and uh came to a better understanding that you know this music stuff uh happens naturally you gotta let let it happen naturally um and that's the beauty in it um so now I can go in with an idea and it turned into a completely different song if not like two different songs or two different ideas mm-hmm. or like a switch up mm-hmm. like you hearing where he's in a on a recent project you know it's so many mm-hmm. different avenues that music you know takes me and guides me through uh so now it varies it definitely varies i can go in now into a session i can hear a beat that reese plays creates and uh, i could just mumble a cadence a cadence that i hear um and mm-hmm. then apply what i'm feeling at the moment how i feel uh what i feel like projecting at the moment and uh what i feel like conveying over that record but uh yeah it definitely varies now definitely varies yeah that's funny because i was gonna ask you um sorry zay i was gonna ask you how do you get over the need for perfection (laughs) and Mm -hmm. like because which would lead to procrastination and stalling um so you definitely just answered that um (laughs) because it, it does take a lot to be vulnerable um you know to get over the need that everything has to always be right and you know people are going to think this or that and just kind of not care so um and you're you're pretty young you're 22 right <laughs> yes 22 yeah so to just how do you like get over that you know what i mean yeah. um the need of just how people see you cuz that mm-hmm. is definitely very humbling especially you know it's not ego driven at all mm-hmm. and i've been blessed as well to just be around such great you know even if they don't accept it mentors like, um, yeah. I'll probably say this often, uh, Nico Crow, just being around people who have already, you know, been there, done that, even though they're not like in their later 20s or 30s or anything like that. You know, they were able to guide me. And uh, I was so, like you said, just so stuck on certain lines. And I, I just thinking, you know, going along the mindset of like, this isn't lyrical enough. 
you know but but mm-hmm. but why does that matter you know in you know and at the end of the day why does that matter and i had uh, a conversation with nico about it and it got to the point you know early on where i wouldn't use certain end rhymes twice on any song ever anything mm. i was oh, wow. doing if i found an end rhyme that i i was creating like now on a new song and this is like back then my mindset back then on like an older song i'm scraping that and i'm doing something else <laughs> Like, that's how, you know, set on, you know, perfection I was yeah. and how I wanted things to go. But it's so much more natural now and it feels so much better and more authentic. And uh, I feel like I'm mm-hmm. really finding my groove now. So I think yes. that's cool. Um, You were saying like you were blessed to have mentors. One of the things that I found when I was like kind of dabbling and stuff like that was um, it's very important to feel totally comfortable inside your atmosphere while you record Mm -hmm. if you can't go into the studio and look like an idiot then you're doing something wrong like you got to be able to belt that weird ass ad lib you got to be able to say something weird (laughs) and and be allowed to do that be allowed to do that and feel comfortable so i think that's really cool that you found that it's very good early on like like you said that weird ass ad lib and and for me it was less so ad libs more so being melodic and um mm-hmm. and being around like nico man that's one that's one melodic cat that's one dude who can't sing who can sing his ass off <laughs> check out nico crow <laughs> check out nico crow he's the bro but like just just i don't know being more open-minded and and mm-hmm. uh being more melodic on tracks even if i wasn't fully singing just to open up these possibilities that weren't there before when mm-hmm. i wasn't you know in this mindset um, and it was very uncomfortable, very odd at first doing this stuff. And I was very uncomfortable, but like after a while, you know, getting more comfortable with it, you know, that's when I started finding my groove. Um, so yeah, that's what's up. All right. Um, it's funny cause you said your, your, your process kind of changed over time. So you're not really set in a specific process, but if I had to assume, mm-hmm. um, being that your, your content is very like introspective, mm-hmm. right? So and your cadence is very laid back. And when I was listening, it almost feels like it's your subconscious rapping, mm-hmm. kind of. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, so it's like mm-hmm. a lot goes into every bar. And it's like every thought you're having is like visiting. You're acknowledging them. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, you're welcoming the next thought. Mm-hmm. So That's like right. it really makes the listener have to be engaged. It's like streamlined, right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. sticking with the idea of subconscious, if I had to think of what subconscious would sound like, it seems like you gravitate towards those sounds those sounds to create that atmosphere. So my question to you is, how important is sound to you? And what's the process of choosing that instrumental? Like, how are you building around these thoughts that you're having? Okay. How important is it? It's very important. And um, it all goes back to, you know, my roots and growing up <clears throat> around my like grandparents and these oldies and these live instruments that I was hearing growing mm. up and being in a church and hearing these live drums and these background vocals and and um these guitars and bass yeah bass guitars and electric guitars etc cetera, etc cetera, is very important to me because we work um we work in unison you know me and the beat me and these instruments me and these musicians now mm-hmm. um and that's how I see it and when I go in, um, I just, I just uh, gravitate definitely more towards 
uh i guess these these live these live instruments now rather than more so uh the beats how i used to um just because i feel like um that's where i'm in my element and um that's what allows and opens the door for me to uh be so vulnerable and for things to feel so natural um on on both sides uh writing and then recording as well so that's dope that's dope so i think it's interesting um you brought up the church um mm-hmm. i also grew up in the church too and i don't think okay. the church gets like enough credit <laughs> because for oh, no. our culture mm-hmm. a lot of people's first introduction to music is in the church and you're absolutely right when you're when you're thinking of the bass and when you're thinking of all these live instruments mm-hmm. it's almost like like that's that's the soul like that's the stuff that people connect mm-hmm. with. You've seen people fall out, and I don't know what type of church you went to. I don't know if it was Baptist or whatever. Yeah, Baptist. Um, but <laughs> oh yeah, yeah we so we you, up. You we see up, people jumping around. get moved by music and and literally fall mm-hmm. out and yeah. get and get moved. So I really don't feel like the church gets enough gets enough credit. I agree. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was going back to that back to those days. Um. Ooh boy, it don't matter it don't matter how late you was out, mama gonna wake you up. You gonna get out of bed, you gonna go to church. <laughs> oh no, yeah, you going. Yeah, you, you going. going. You going and stomach ache. And I was don't matter. <laughs> and I wish <laughs> Go pray about it. <laughs> what <laughs> I wish I was talented enough to um well not even talented enough, but I, I wish I had a voice to sing in a choir because that's low key. I'm I'm not gonna lie to you one thing I've always wanted to do. Um, if I had the voice, I know I don't have it, but just to sing in the choir, cause I was one of those kids, you know, it was, it was two options. You had singing the choir, you were usher. I was the usher, you know, I was opening doors. I was, <laughs> I was escorting. collection plate. Yeah. <laughs> with, with my hands folded, uh, or hands in the pocket. I wasn't up there, um, you know, singing up there in the choir. So that's one thing I wish I could have done, but. <laughs> so, um. Mm even going along with that mm-hmm. you know a lot of your your content is very deep thank you right and you you take on a lot of inner conflict in your music you're diving into feelings of self-doubt mm-hmm. you know identity you even question the definition of masculinity mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so in the past it's been like the culture has kind of accepted whatever it got as long as it slapped you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But now it seems like the, the tide is changing. I think there's a shift where the audience is demanding more of the artist. They want more personal. They want to expand, especially when, you know, social media has made artists more accessible. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. So my question to you is like, do you feel responsible to, to deliver more than just slaps? Like, do, do you feel responsible to have a message? Um, it appears. Mm-hmm. It appears that you're more than happy to take on that role. Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. Because I often, I often say this, uh, no matter who I'm talking to, um, this music thing is serious. Music is so therapeutic, and um, mm-hmm. as an artist, you you're not just an artist. You know, you are a teacher. You know, you are a guidance counselor. You're a life coach. You're a preacher at times. You're a you know, um, you know, you you're leading you know some people that who are listening to you because music is so powerful so i definitely think um being more uh vulnerable and letting people in and being so honest and 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 um open and raw and and 
truthful over these records is so vital. You know, a slap is a slap. You know, it's going to slap and uh, it's going to bump in the whip. You know, the 808s, you're going to nod your head. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's always a good time. That's always a good time. You know, it's going to ride in the club. It's going gonna, it's gonna to go. But at the end of the day, you know, people need something to come back to. You know, we, uh, we need something to, to connect to, something that's going to have us coming back years from now, days from now, weeks from now, months from now. Uh, something that's going to touch you on a, a deeper level than just, you know, you being turned or in that moment, you know? So it's, I want to add on to that. I yes. want to add on to Zay's question. Mm-hmm. So who are the type of people that you want to reach with your music? Just cause like Zay said, you know, like I see like you're very open, even with the things that are a little unsavory, you know, as far as like. I guess the care, especially like things that young men go through and deal with, you know, relationships and things like that and yeah. your shortcomings. Yeah. So what what do you think like your target audience is that you want to reach and that you feel like, you know, like you said, music is very therapeutic and it can help guide you. Who are the type of people? Um, Like probably I'm thinking like teens all the way up into like mid 30s for sure. But just um, not specifically just, you know, my brothers. You know, you know, uh, white individuals as well, opening the door and um, bringing them into what our world is like. You know, what's life, what life is mm-hmm. like on certain records. Um, and right. then, um, <clears throat> yeah, my brothers as well. And uh, showing them that, you know, there are better ways to go about doing this X, Y, Z, uh, because, you know, mm-hmm. I have friends, I have, you know, family who. Uh, partaking in in not the greatest things at times you know um you know there's other ways and then showing them also that you know you can you can um whatever you put your mind to you know you can achieve and we say that all the time Mm -hmm. but um showing them that is important the grind the process um these years that i put in um and and the nine to fives um and then getting off from them nine to fives and then heading straight to the studio um you know that work ethic that's a different type of grind man i'm telling that's you that's a different grind <laughs> right. yeah it's important but i want to say um like the song hereditary for instance yes um you know your your experiences basically with family roles and understanding their decisions um this is something we can all relate to and just speaking on basically breaking generational curses mm-hmm. um you know we all had access to different things um and just understanding that and wondering you know am i going to have the same outcome am i going to come out the same way i really mm-hmm. like that song and that message Because I think that's something that we all kind of think about, you know, is like, are we going to make those same mistakes? And what were their reasons for making those mistakes? Mm -hmm. Constantly, constantly, always um, thinking about that. And um, what's important is definitely just, you know, the growth element in that and being honest with yourself in your mistakes. Because um, as long as you accept that and, um, you know, make the proper... um, do what you need to do to make sure that you don't make those same mistakes again, because it's all about growth and uh, taking it one step at a time um, because mistakes are bound to happen, uh, bound to happen. Right. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's about forgiving yourself and acknowledging. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Forgiving I yourself and acknowledging. I think it has a lot to do with empathy as well. 
I know as I was growing and, you know, you see certain things you don't want to take on from your your elders Mm -hmm. and the people, the older people in your family. um, You have to show empathy and you have to humanize them. Like mm-hmm. a lot of times we they're, they're older than us and we put them on this pedestal. But, you know, mm-hmm. I just turned 33. Yeah, just turned 33. Uh-huh. And I'm realizing, like, I'm not far from the age that my parents was when they had me. Mm-hmm. And they and there's like, no the way fuck? they had I it together. I still feel like I'm 15 <laughs> sometimes. <Right>? Like. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, so I think I think it's cool that you 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 you're, you're touching on these topics. I think it's Thank a you. lot, especially what young adults need, mm-hmm. what, what young mm-hmm. adults need to hear. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Nah, man, we appreciate it. So, um, like you stated already, music plays such an integral part of our lives. Um, and, you know, something that we put on, we want to decompress. And with the way that this year has been, people need that more than <laughs> ever. Um, yes. You know, with this election and the division displayed on social media, could man. you ever see yourself, uh, whether through music or Social media. I did. I was on your Twitter, so I do see that. You know, you do post about you know things that are currently going on. But do uh, you ever think that um, your music will become more politically charged as you progress? For sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, well, what we're really I, asking you, man, uh-huh. we're asking you: Are you going to turn into Lil Wayne later on? That's what we. Ask. <laughs> <laughs> somebody go ask that? Oh God, no, you better not. Uh, well, that's what we really ask. No, go ahead. My bad. My no, bad. you good. You good. Um, definitely so. Definitely so. Um, I I know that I don't know everything right now, and I'm constantly um, cause I I just had this conversation as well. Um, I think it's it's important to to um have more conversations with friends and loved ones um about you know what's currently going on and and being open to learning more and accepting what you don't know at the time. You know, I had a friend, you know, I asked them if they voted, multiple friends and some friends that didn't vote. And, um, you know, I, I go into why, and, you know, it's, you know, that, you know, this shit don't affect me. You know, it don't affect my nine to five, you know, me getting this, that and X, Y, and Z or this going forward. And I'm like, you know, it does, it does affect you. And this is why, and this is how, and this is what you can do to go about, you know, um, stopping, you know, why it affects you this way and uh, how you can be more involved and use your, you know, voice for the greater good, even if you don't think, you know, it's just affecting you or if it don't affect you, you know, because it can do some good going forward for all of us on a uh, on a smaller scale. And then that eventually turns into, you know, this these president, uh, the um, the presidential uh, election and the um, the uh, individuals who will be running for that, you know. So um, I definitely think my music well, yeah, will we always be. Think that, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah, we always think that it's only the top of the ticket, just the president that we're voting for. And we're voting for local things as local, well that yeah, on the state literally level. actually affect you. Yeah, on so the state So that's why level. it is important to vote. Even if you don't want to participate in the president, there's other things to vote for. And there's other smaller laws and things like that as far as like money that the state's exactly. going to be borrowing or your city's going to be borrowing. Like we had like something like stop and frisk in Philly. And I'm like, we're still talking about that. So there's other little things on there. And if you see something on your ballot that you don't want to vote for, you don't got to vote for it but exactly. there, there's at least something on there that something, you know, i'm sure you know exercise you your right you so know? yeah exactly and um i definitely think going forward um as i progress as an artist and as a individual as a man as a thinker 
um that it, it will be more politically uh charged and not exclusively but um you know i'm still growing i'm still understanding things and um finding better ways to go about um doing things and saying things and understanding how to properly express certain emotions that i don't know how to express you know so that's why and that's a part of it and that's going to be a part of it going forward um so yeah you know i like the honesty yeah that's gonna go that goes a very long way i know mm -hmm. a lot of people in this day and age everything's clickbaity everybody's rushing just to have a comment on something mm -hmm. but not a well thought <laughs> right, out one exactly say, i don't know yeah <laughs> and it's it's totally fine to say i don't know mm -hmm. we do it on the pod all the time <laughs> it's great it gets us out of a lot of trouble because we talk a lot of shit <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but no nah, i think it's dope that, that you already have the awareness that like man we still growing everybody's a work in progress mm -hmm. and and everybody is just going day to day trying to figure it out and it's okay to be like i don't know but i'll get back to you <laughs> like you know what i mean Mm. but um switching gears right yes um we're in the second wave of a pandemic mm. and for up-and-coming artists like the ability to move around is like super vital especially when you're trying to keep momentum up yep. and from what i've gathered like your story you kind of hit the ground running uh in in one way or another you open up for yachty mm -hmm. articles interviews all that stuff right mm -hmm. so did the initial lockdown disrupt any of that momentum and how have you adjusted? Okay. So, um, what's crazy is I, man, I'm like a, an introverted extrovert in a way because <laughs> I love, you know, the time to myself and taking that time to think and uh, evaluate certain things. But I also love being around people because the energy when you around, when you're around good folks, good people, you know, the energy mm -hmm. is like, undescribable unmatchable um so the initial lockdown i was when it first happened it was discouraging for the simple fact that i had this trip that i was gonna go on you know to cali with the homies <laughs> i was going to network out there and we had so much stuff lined up not only for like you know personal stuff but like music stuff and 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 so many things that were potentially gonna open doors and then for all of that to just be taken away and like overnight when this the what feels like overnight you know over the span of a few weeks before things got real real bad with covid um mm -hmm. it was discouraging at first and then i looked at the bright side you know and it was that the bright side was hey i can lock in now fully lock in you know i've been locked in but like yeah. i was working on valley and the whole idea and some things after that and some other things as well but the idea of being able to lock in and uh, have no interruption and no choice but to, you know, sit down in a room with just me and my pen and the mic and these beats, you know, was um, exhilarating. Just that thought. And um, mm. I got to it and it was beautiful. And I made so many powerful and wonderful um, records and like content during that time. But, you know, over time, it, it, it weighed on me, honestly. Um, the lockdown and the pandemic and all this other stuff that started going on, the the the, the riots and the injustices, um, and mm. you know, um, COVID getting worse and it affecting. You know, at first, it's you know, it was a big thing. Everybody was like, you know, does it, you know, does it even exist? You know, you know somebody with COVID. Right. Do you know something? No, I don't black know nobody. I don't. Yeah, black people can't get because yeah, because this that and other. Yeah, and then my dumbass believed it too. I was out here wild, man. <laughs> <laughs> and then 
and then friends started getting it and then you know friends of friends mm. and friends parents and then my family and then you know all of this just started weighing down and then um i lost my grandmother and then you know uh seeing how that affected my family Sorry all this you know just started weighing down and uh uh, it got to a point where it was just like you know I don't want none of this no more you know just being locked in and trapped with all these you know thoughts and and all this that this that and the other um so that's how it's been but um on the bright side I've always been optimistic and uh I've you know through all of this I've continued to create and um I've grown through this and um found i want to say a new a new i don't know just a new bar that i've set for myself during this pandemic uh creatively mm-hmm. and work ethic wise um because that sense of urgency has kicked in uh like never before mm-hmm. like never before and i'm hungrier than ever before due to all of this so um you know, there has been some downsides to it, but there's definitely been some upsides for me. And um, yeah, and for everybody that's like listening also, um, and it's just for me, I feel like I am, you know, I'm not the strongest individual mentally, but I feel like, you know, I'm good, you know, mentally, but I, you, it's some people out there that isn't in the best place mentally and the scene that affect them has been awful as well so like check on your friends for those who listening right now check on your friends check on your family uh on your family members um tell them you love them and you know uh be there for them uh because you know everything can be gone in an instant um so yeah no for sure um yeah i mean it's times like these you know that uh everybody kind of doubles down on what they've been doing i think we can get some positivity out of it for mm-hmm. sure. Um, you wrapped that up pretty well. <laughs> you wrapped that up pretty well. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I'm trying to add on to it, and I feel like you did a good job. Thank you. No, uh, need to. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, um, what's next for you? What, what, what's what's coming down the pipeline? What's next? Oh, we plan in 2021 as we speak. Um, who have mm. been? thinking about so many ideas and just expanding this Valley Chronicles into a whole, because I'm a fan of film. I worked at the movie theaters for five years. Um, and fun fact, that's how I actually met. Uh, I don't know if many people know of him yet, but y'all gonna know of him. His name is, um, he goes by the IG tag of Tyler, the Renaissance man, Tyler West. So this cat is, uh, he's the bro first and foremost. Met him at the movie theater and uh, he has such a creative mind. And uh, he actually did the direction and the the concept behind the cover art to Valley Chronicles, um, the one that I was gonna ask you about, which that. is crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy, yeah, right? It's one of the craziest, craziest covers I've ever had. Definitely my favorite so far. And um, I said that to say that um, what's next is to definitely open this Valley Chronicles thing up into like um, almost like a trilogy. Um, where each project is definitely going to be tied into the last one and it's going to be uh rolled out in chapters because this last one was chapter one volume one and we're going to build on that and uh before you get the next one we got something real special a short film we working on to uh tie everything up and uh, send you off into the next one um but that 
that right there, that whole universal world, whatever you want to call it, that whole with the Valley Chronicles, that um, a lot of singles, exciting singles, a lot of exciting features um, that I'm working on right now that I can't wait to finish. Uh, I can't wait to hear back um, and then continuing to grow and uh, hopefully dip my uh, my toes into the world of uh, just film in general with my music. Uh, because like what Kendrick did with like Black Panther, it's just like, was so beautiful to me being able to curate mm-hmm. such an impactful sound to go along with such an impactful, mm-hmm. um, you mm-hmm. know, blockbuster movie that's so impactful, impactful to, uh, the culture and for our culture. So, uh, being able to use music to, um, impact different, you know, mediums. Uh, going forward is definitely on my mind um and then also just getting better as an artist and as a individual as a thinker as a writer all of that so we're we're, we're definitely looking forward to it man thank you thank you random question random question go ahead yeah yeah yeah. is the valley like is the valley like a specific place or what's what's the valley i saw you had like valley interludes yeah what's where's the valley at chattanooga Chattanooga, okay. the Tennessee Valley. Is that is it called the Valley? Tennessee Valley. It, some people re- refer to it as a Valley. Okay, it's okay. Tennessee Valley. Yes. Got chat, you, got chat, you. chat, chat, okay. chat, 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 chat. The four. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yes. Learning. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, you definitely representing uh, uh the state of Tennessee, Chattanooga, very well. Thank you. Um, we really appreciate you coming on. Thank you uh we want to keep this uh this this channel open mm-hmm. and uh we want the music before you drop it like i do want the exclusive <laughs> shit i'm just gonna let you know that right now you're gonna have to we're gonna exchange numbers after this and we're gonna figure this out um <laughs> we're gonna figure it out <laughs> for sure right, I just slide it on through you know what i mean i got your email now man what i got you know i got y'all i got y'all here going forward <laughs> nice. say less i got you i got you i want to thank y'all nice. for having me so much i want to thank y'all for oh, including for sure. dollar in the grip in uh one of the previous podcast episodes uh i want to thank y'all mm-hmm. for having such a beautiful wonderful dope platform and um using other artists or allowing other artists to hop on that platform to uh, you know get recognition such as like a jay i've seen you use her music and then like a uh the Ron obasis and chuck indigos and jordan sx um y'all are awesome y'all are so supportive and that's what it's all about having unity love and um, support yeah for sure yes thank you mm-hmm. beautiful thank you so much no problem. um anybody i feel like you've name dropped a lot of people and i usually mm-hmm. save the last bit of it to mm-hmm. l- let you go off but i think people <laughs> listen to this episode they can find everybody everybody no yeah, issue list off your ads where everybody can yeah. find you on the find different me. platforms okay uh instagram twitter at quals q u a l l s s s that's q u a l l SSS Valley Chronicles is out now and I got a few more names I want to shout out to um Katie right Katie yes Katie Wester Katie West she is freaking amazing she shot the uh the cover art to the to the project and uh she is wonderful I want to yo give love and flowers to everybody involved in the process I already mentioned Code I already mentioned Reese BJ the drummer he produced Full Freestyle the banger on the joint 
Shout out to Clint Ford shit. for dialing in the grip. Bro, we're going to keep cooking up. We're going to keep making some special shit going forward. Got to bring Clint back on. I'm going to get Clint on the phone here soon so we can lock back in for a crazy 2021. Um, Shout out to Yo Maestro. Shout out to Crystal Autumn. And uh, shout out to everybody who supported the project, who shared it, who's liked it, who's commented, who's bumped it, who's went back to look at the lyrics, who's reached out to me in the DMs and told me that you like X, Y, and Z about it. Um, Because I love y'all. I love y'all. And it's, it's going to be much love from here. All the way to the top. So thank you. I bet, bet, bet. All right, man. Um, we will be back next week for another episode. Uh, Tune we really in, appreciate y'all. you having on, uh, having you on, and uh, we'll be in touch, man. That's much love, man. Yeah, much love. Thank y'all. All right. Peace. 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 Don't hang up. <laughs> Keep our arms, legs, and feet inside, pushing we aside. I've detached my pride just so she realizes. The eyes don't lie on what's between your thighs. The vibes are what crucialize what resides inside. Bumping heads with temperament till we both tied. Unlike them, I continue my strides. There's no need to slide. I prefer to drive a steer when your tears are near. Do you believe what you hear? Does it rain when it appears to be clear? Just in your ears are not the only thing Pierce allowed me to take it from here. They coast you post, I'm trying to go coastal and I'm winding your waves. No need to blow this off. Generalizing cause of past mistakes. Ease off your bricks while I'm up in your stakes. Let me support you. Let me support you. Replace your feelings. We euphoria relieve the insecurities they brought about. I know you tired of relying on word of mouth. Just relax on the thought of a better route. This is one for your ears, baby girl. Let's make this clear. I can't let this go, can never let this go. We never let this go, can never let this go. Should I let this go? Convincing yourself it's better this way. Just laugh it off, shrug the distress when you lay. I can still hit complexion after the lesson. Fight for my blessing. Fair skin inches and the future we were investing in. Is my tongue still the weapon to combat your stressing? Is it true relief when you on while they but impressing? Does this trigger the lost emotions in previous texts? And I punch my carb and pay my dues. When the fuck you gon' catch the clue that not any nigga will climb these mountains out top for you? Not to mention the deuce even asked about you. Ain't you supposed to be the one? Like you don't miss those final thoughts with the setting of the sun? I know I do. I'm pretty sure that I grew out of my arrogance. My less attractive side of my inheritance. Present day, these hoes all have the same to present. I try my best to turn the blind eye. While I'm missing your presence This is one for your ears Baby girl, let's make this clear I can't let this go Can never let this go We never let this go Can never let this go Should I let this go? Maybe it's better than once had Rather than another half This love never came in halves Like the whole you established All the toes that came packaged Fierce flaws I look past it Because you preach what you practice Beauty overshadowed by pain Girl, you do your best to mask it
you stay Eating us like the patience away Wait for the day I wrote you back When the nostalgia's at bay We'll get it right Hopefully I'll keep left Until this ring is out of sight And memories fade the tongue I chose to bite Now let me clear my chest The only way I know best The elephant screaming over tracks To be addressed The best friend of the princess Who hopes I regress I pressed BF Help the bro clean up his mess 90 happened to always be the topic of conversation To be F if 90 have a second guess Now let me find that fine ass and that forbidden dress Attract the niggas who want you to believe that you're blessed With their presence you always find a way to somehow pass the test Exposing them to be the next unclaimed decks Back to matters at hand Poor decisions the cause the cause the collision The culprit in my mirror that took the precious vision BF knew there was no feeling Just a stumbling heart that be touched, running from incisions, fighting for fear, failing the mission. I'm not gonna add nothing being the same since your absence from the mentions. Your well-being is what I pray when there's a will, there's a way. One day, the vibe will be here to stay.